This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Still my guitar gently weeps. Every uh, every now and then I'll get that uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance from Prince and Tom Petty of them covering guitar while my guitar gently weeps, and uh, it's the big like crushing solo from Prince. Damn, it's good. I'll never cu- I'll never skip it. I'll never skip that video, and it will be stuck in my head for the remainder of the day, which is exactly what happened as I watched that video oh 14 hours ago, and it is still stuck in my head um breaking news all around lots happening hunter biden defies a subpoena from congress and then triggers an impeachment inquiry into his dad this all just basically happened today later on in the day uh so now we've got an impeachment inquiry we've got a subpoena defied uh and where do we go from here lots to talk about with our good old pal hunter biden we'll talk about that and more including the uh harvard president who was out at a menorah lighting today just uh this is like the bs episode this is like we're going to point out and and highlight all the bs happening in the world right now this is another bs story Southwest airlines is being praised for their plus size uh passenger policy say that five times fast uh, and this is uh, after just over a decade ago, they were kicking Kevin Smith off a plane for being too fat. And of course, Tommy Cutlets DeVito, he's the sensation of the National Football League and the Italian uh, American pride movement of the moment. And for anybody who's wondering, yes, I'm aware of him. I'm, I know what's happening with Tommy DeVito. I know Tommy Chicken Cutlets is in the news. You don't have to keep sending me things. <laughs> Not that I don't love Tommy Cutlets, uh, but uh, every five minutes I'm getting a little ping, ping. I'm checking my phone from Twitter, from Facebook, Messenger, DMs on Instagram. Hey, have you heard of you, you know what's going on? Yeah. An Italian. When was the last time an Italian athlete did anything? Rocky? I mean, we just don't pop in the world of sport. So if it's going on. Um, we're hearing about it. I don't know what it is about the world right now, but everybody's like, oh, an, uh, an Italian guy from New York. Let me text Ant. <laughs> Let me DM Ant, make sure he know. Are you, do you, you see what's happening? And then people are giving me these videos. Do you see the thing? Yeah, I, I, I'm well aware that everything from my Italian-American childhood is being exploited now for Tommy Chicken Cutlets. Um, I mean, thank you. I appreciate everybody sending me stuff. But uh, the videos nonstop. Did you see, see what you see what Tommy Cutlets did. Yeah, I, I got, it. I, I got, it. I saw. I'm in New York. I'm Italian. It's unavoidable. We cannot avoid Tommy Cutlets. 
Uh, Hunter Biden can't avoid the spotlight for being in trouble. So here's what happened today. He was given a subpoena. Of course, he was indicted the other day. His second indictment, I believe. Uh, and then he was given a subpoena. The Republicans in the House gave him a subpoena. They want to come in and talk to him. So Hunter Biden comes in and uh, decides that I'm not going to go into Congress. I'm going to go stand in front of the Capitol and I'm going to talk about how much I'm here, but I'm not going to go and uh, be deposed by Congress. And I have some clips of that to share with you because it's a big pile of horseshit is really what it is. And it's a it's a pile of horseshit from both sides. Um but one thing you're going to notice as I talk about this is even though it appears that the Republicans don't have sufficient evidence to be drumming up all this bullshit, it kind of seems like there's enough smoke uh, for this fire to just prod and ask some questions, right? I mean, you may not agree with me. Uh, Republicans may be like, Ant, you're crazy for saying there's no evidence. There are some items. There are some things. Uh, there's a lot of excuses and reasoning for those things that people keep throwing around. Okay. Um, there's that part of it. And then the Democrats are going to be like, there is no evidence. Leave this alone. Uh, this is crazy. Blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. And uh, at the same time, I can't help but think, well, this guy had really no job, no set of qualifications that we can speak of. He went from a oil expert to a uh, Chinese relations uh, a mogul investor expert to suddenly an art expert. And all throughout, people have been there with his father in public life, just willing to give him a shit ton of money. Now, if you want to ask somebody in that position questions, I'm really okay with it. And I feel like, call me crazy, the rest of America should be too. Um, we pay Congress a lot of money. Whether Hunter Biden is there or not, they're still not going to get a lot done. Might as well let them question this this guy for a couple hours and see what they can find or what they can learn from this situation. Again, overall for me, you're going to get a, a nice little dose of I don't know if the Republicans have a ton of evidence. It doesn't appear like they do. They have some testimony. They have some checks. Uh, they definitely have. He definitely skipped out on paying his taxes. That's for sure. He's he's going to he's going to have to answer for that one for sure. But there's not much else there other than a lot of theories and dots that they can't really seem to connect, which is fine. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they can't ask the guy some questions. I'm sorry, and I hate to do this to my liberal and Democrat friends, but when Congress gives you a subpoena, it's best to just go in and answer the questions, especially if you are innocent, as you so claim. Because if you have nothing to hide, what's the trouble in going in and ans asking questions? If I got uh, arrested or detained by the police and they wanted to question me about a bank robbery in my neighborhood and I did not rob said bank, I will sit there and answer all the questions they'd like. Because if I have nothing to hide and I'm innocent, I will answer everything they'd like to know. I will tell it all to them. And so if you're innocent like uh, Hunter Biden is, then go in there and answer some questions. Now, um, 
people like to think there's some uh, fairness here or there needs to be fairness here between uh, Democrats and Republicans. And if we're going to do something to Donald Trump, we should do it to Hunter Biden. I don't agree with that. But if we do something to Hunter Biden, we should do something to Donald Trump. I don't agree with any of that. It's either you did something wrong or you didn't. You're being investigated or you're not. So as we look into this, people that are saying, well, there's nothing here and you don't need to go in for a subpoena like this. I looked it up and Donald Trump Jr. twice was given a subpoena and twice went in and was deposed by Congress. So whether or not that was unfair or not, he went. And if you listen to the show, you know I'm not in the custom of promoting Don Jr. at all. I'm not a fan of Don Jr. Uh, don't like him. Think he's bad for the country. He's just, you know... Uh, He's just there to stir up shit and point out this or that. He's not helpful. We need action. We need movement. We need forward thinking. We need progress. Um, Don Jr. ain't that kind of a guy. The other, like Donald uh, Trump Sr., Joe Biden, at least they're trying to do something. I don't think Hunter Biden, well, Hunter Biden is not claiming to be doing anything, but Don Jr. is not helping anybody in any way, shape, or form ever. So that's that. But give the guy credit when he was subpoenaed, he went and was deposed by Congress. So, you know, if we're talking about fairness here, which, again, I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. I don't think uh, the Republicans and Democrats need to be um, criticized fairly. I think they both need to be criticized. I think they both need to be investigated and, and sought after and looked at. But the Republicans, again, if you think their evidence is BS, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. I think there might be enough there to... Uh, listen, I'm not talking about sending the guy to jail. We're talking about asking the man questions. And in our little free society world, there's nothing wrong with running an investigation and answering somebody's questions. So I'm going to play some Hunter Biden clips here. You're going to hear him talk about an illegitimate um, investigation. And the reason why is his lawyers have cooked up this scheme that if there's not an impeachment inquiry, then uh, to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden for wrongdoings, you know, is you've got no grounds to stand on. So, OK, as a result of that, then what did the Republicans do? They went to the House floor and they put an impeachment inquiry to vote. And they have the votes and they got the votes. And so now there's an impeachment inquiry. So what you're going to hear Hunter Biden say at the beginning is, well, there's no there's no impeachment inquiry. Well, that has been rectified by the Republicans in the House here. Let's take a listen. Chairman to Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions, manipulated evidence, and lies. And I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I'm responsible. Very big of him. Very big to admit he's made some mistakes. I mean, I've had some crazy drunk weekends. I would say that those are mistakes. I didn't have eight years of coked up craziness uh, where I skipped out on my taxes. Okay. But I've had, 
I've had a couple of days where I've hit the bottle a little too hard and made some mistakes in the world, you know? Uh, ate too many things, that's for sure. Maybe hung out with people I shouldn't have been hanging out with. We've all been there, right? We have all been there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing at Robin because he said the first thud is his penis. That the other the guy has an enormous enormous penis. I mean, it's just just a, a scud missile of a penis. I mean, I've, I mean, it's insane. It's crazy uh, how big it is. Um, but anyway, at least he acknowledged that he has made some mistakes. Good for him. For that, I'm accountable, and for that, I'm making amends. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. Couple things there. It's not necessary. Are you guys having trouble hearing that? Do you need me to make it a little louder? Um, it's not necessarily the making amends part. Sometimes when you do a wrong, it's not just about making amends. Sometimes you have to go to prison, right? Sometimes especially if the wrongdoing you've done has is not pay your taxes sometimes that's paying a fine okay and if you can't pay that fine then you go to prison um it's not just about making amends you can't just go in there and say i'm sorry and expect everybody to just walk away and be like well he did say he was sorry um i also don't love i also don't love <laughs> Uh, the blaming it on the MAGA right. Okay, again, in the world of public opinion, there is this weird false thing that what we do to the MAGA Republicans, we have to do to the Democrats and vice versa. I don't believe in that. Um, I just don't think one has to do with the other. If somebody's done wrong, they should be investigated. I mean, even Frank has said that on this show, right? Even Frank has admitted that to be true. Um, but to use it as a defense mechanism, as a soundbite, that is a strategic move. That is, let me blame, I am wrong. I've done something wrong. Let me blame the MAGA Republicans, though, so that people who hate the MAGA Republicans will automatically feel like they need to be on my side, right? I mean, that's exactly what it is. For people who aren't aware of what's happening, they just go, the MAGA Republicans are nervous. The MAGA Republicans are pretty shitty, aren't they? Like, that's exactly why you say something like that, you know, it, to begin with. You want to get people on your side, you know? 
So I don't necessarily love that maneuver. I don't, I think that's a uh, cheap way out. I mean, I think that's what Joe uh, with uh, Hunter's looking for here is a cheap way out. But, uh, you know, he's scrambling. He's doing whatever he can. Again, this is from earlier today, Hunter Biden's press conference just in front of the uh, Capitol building. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of House committees who are in a closed door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has do devoted his entire public life to service. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? All right. Now, look, is some of that true? Is he is part of the is the Republicans, you know, attacking him? Yeah, sure. OK, of course, it's fine. It, it's true. Um, do they use it when uh, the what do the MAGA Republicans use Hunter Biden as an excuse to get out of the corner when Donald Trump is being accused of wrongdoing on January 6th and, you know, inflating his company's worth and all that? Yeah, that's what they do, of course. Uh, OK, we get it. But one, you know, one wrong, you know, it's like uh, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> one, one wrong doesn't make another. What's the saying there? I don't know. I had a long day. It, just because they do it doesn't mean that you have to do it. I mean, you're do you're out there accusing them of doing something that you're doing in this exact moment. And that's not that, that's not the defense that you should be making. Uh, again. And everybody take everything away from this. Uh, I, I could see in the, the live chat I'm taking some heat. If Hunter Biden is truly innocent, wouldn't it be better for him to just go up there and answer questions? If he wanted to address the public, wouldn't Hunter Biden be better off going, uh, the Republicans can attack me all they want, Donald Trump can attack me all they want, I didn't do anything wrong, so I'll, you know, I'll answer whatever you want and you know I don't know what to tell you. When you position yourself in a defensive manner, you are protecting and or hiding something that you have done. I'm sorry, but there's enough smoke here to think there's a fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, I went to a prestigious university. I graduated. Um, I've done things in business. My father wasn't the president of the United States, though. Phone company guy, union guy, good guy, good dude. Nobody threw a ton of money at me for nothing. Nobody gave me a bunch of money to do a job that I really wasn't all that qualified for. 
I can draw. I can paint. Uh, I have put paintings up for sale online. Nobody has bought it for $450,000. You know, my second or third painting at like nobody, like, you know, I mean, he's, there's something not 100% kosher here. And people are acting like, well, it's the MAGA Republicans just uh, running the machine. Well, okay, maybe a little, but again, if you've done nothing, just go answer the questions. Just go answer the questions. Now, I'm taking a beating from my man Paul here, who I love more than anything. Uh, and Paul believes he's being targeted by MAGA Republicans. I do have an interesting thing to to share with you about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Make sure I don't uh, skip the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing. Um, because I do think that, again, do they have all the evidence, like I said in the beginning? Not overly. Not overly. But do they have enough to ask subpoena depose a private citizen yeah yeah i think they do i think people have been subpoenaed by the congress for lesser things than this and i also think and again this is not to pick on you paul because you know i love you but i also think that if you are defending hunter biden i'd like to know why outside of the magas if you take the MAGA stuff out, if you take this as just a political witch hunt out of it, what's the reason to defend the guy? Because, I mean, the truth is, he did go on a coke binge for like six years. Uh, he did skip out on his taxes for a really long time. He did take photographs with prostitutes and, and weapons and all sorts of crazy stuff. If And I know he had a drug habit, but if he was crazy enough to do those bad things that I wouldn't want to be caught doing. What else did he do that wasn't a hundred percent above water? Like there's not enough here from his behavior to say he can't go and be deposed. There's just not enough. Not that I believe. Not that I believe. Um, Paul's answered. So I love Paul. No one is defending Hunter. He's guilty of tax fraud and has been indicted. Well, he's been indicted, right? Yeah, he's he's been indicted. He's going to go through the process there um, because he hasn't paid his taxes. Again, so if that is, I, I, and I, I'm not harping on a, a drug addict here, but if you can go on and make a lot of money and not, pay, like, like he just said, he's an educated man. You don't know you have to pay taxes. You don't know you're skipping out on taxes. You're not sober uh, sober enough uh, in the day, in April, in an entire month to go, oh, I got to get, I got to, don't, don't I have a tax guy that I pay? <laughs> shouldn't, he, shouldn't he be on this? That person with all the other little tiny, if, if we're going to downplay what the Republicans have, which I'm okay with. If you have that, that person of accuses those little tiny things laying around, that's not enough to get deposed? I'm sorry. I think it is. And for him to go out there and, you know, play this victim card 
I don't love that. I'm realizing I have a history of that. I think that's why I turned on Meghan Markle so quickly. Right? Meghan Markle just went out there. She's like, how many times could I play the victim card and be the victim and just keep myself as a victim? You know, it's like, stop. Maybe you suck. Maybe you're just shitty. Some people are shitty sometimes. You know, good people are just shitty sometimes. Good people, even some of the best people, can't be great for 365 days of the year. Sometimes they're a little shitty. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, this is the other thing. Okay, it's great, Paul. This is why I love the way I have Paul. This is a great point by Paul. He agreed to testify in public, and the Republicans refused. But why not testify behind closed doors? Why not go for a private deposition? If you have nothing to hide, why not just go and answer the questions, whether in public or not? You know, now I understand what the Republicans are saying because the Republicans are saying, well, if we do this in public, it's just going to become a sound bite off. Right? Everybody goes up there and makes their speeches and they make their case because they just want to do the thing that gets into the sound bite that gets played at the six o'clock news. And they're not wrong. But the fact of the matter is, is when you're deposed in private, typically what follows that is a public hearing. Right. Usually you don't do one without the other. Usually the public hearing follows the private deposition. That's always what happens. You're deposed privately. You're questioned in court. You deposed by Congress. You're questioned in a public hearing. It kind of one follows the other. So, again, you got nothing to hide. Go on and answer the questions. Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. That's maybe my favorite part of this uh, entire thing. When he goes, not as a... Not with my partnership with the businessman, not with Parisma, and not with an artist. Bro, nobody's asking you about, about an artist. Nobody thinks you're an artist. Nobody. Including the people that are buying your paintings. You want to know what I think is the biggest pile of bullshit in all this? Is this fucking artwork stuff. I could brush Burisma and the, and the Chinese uh, partner. I could brush all that under the carpet. But you're telling me people are shelling out a half a million dollars for this guy's fucking drawings? God, give me a break, dude. I just, I cannot believe that and refuse to believe it. I just fucking refuse to believe it. He's worth half as much as a Van Gogh because he's a fucking great artist. Are you shitting me? Come on. Come on, man. Somebody's paying that dude for access. And this is why I don't have a problem with people giving him shit for going in front of uh, Congress to answer some questions. Because not one person on the planet, like that art is, is not going to appreciate over time. Not one person on this planet 10 years from now when Joe Biden doesn't mean shit is going to go, you know what I'm saving up my money for is that original Hunter Biden because I think it's going to only appreciate in value. It's fucking not happening. It's not fucking happening. I mean, you got to be realistic at some point and go, 
the president's son is suddenly selling artwork for half a million dollars. That ain't strange to anybody. <laughs> Fucking Robin. You know what he paints with, don't you, Ant? Yeah, I know. These big, long, thick schmears of paint on those canvases, my friend. There is big, long schmears of paint. You ever see those splatter artists? It's just like, it just looks like that. Just one big, and then just lots of splatter all over the place. All over the place. Uh, art as a way to move large cat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody, th- dude, I have seven uncles that are in prison right now that did the same art thing. You know what I'm saying? They all did the same shit. Suddenly Hunter Biden does it and he's an artist. Give me a fucking break. You know, my uncle Tony was was uh, saying the same shit back in Bensonhurst and back in the day. You know, what are you going to do? Maybe that's why I don't trust Hunter Biden today. I don't know. Maybe I could be. Maybe I am biased in that way then. I just, you know, you got to you give me a break. Now, there were some checks uh, that the Republicans say they have shows payments uh evidence people have disputed that saying it, it was paying back loans um so then the republicans say well if they're paying back a loan where was the original check going in the other direction nobody has that there's enough to just ask questions but people that just don't like the republicans are like well this is a you know listen if it turns out they got nothing then they got nothing but let the guy go in there and answer the questions there's nothing wrong with that now, you want to laugh your ass off. The funniest part about all of this was. Um, oh wait, let me think before I get to that. Uh, is there anything else with Hunter Biden I wanted to talk about? Oh, I didn't like that. He was like, I'm here. No, you're not there. You're in front of the Capitol. You're acting like, oh, I'm not hiding. I'm out in plain sight. No bullshit. If you were not hiding, you would have just went in and answered the questions. Like, again, if I'm an advisor and I'm going, hey, you have nothing to hide, best way to squash this, go in there and shut down the fuck up. Best way. It's the best way to do it. You know, usually the person who's not guilty will just be like, let's get this out of the way. Let's put everything out in the open. Let's do it. You want to ask me questions privately? Go ahead. I'll be there. When it comes public, I'm going to say the same exact shit over again because this is exactly what happened because I had nothing to hide. That's what a real person would do. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. And of course they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners, and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. There is no fairness or decency. All right, now, you know, information that was stolen from me. 
or you got high as fuck and left it at some computer store in Delaware. I don't know if that's stolen. You know, I don't know if that's stolen. I know. Pl- I, now I do know this. Anybody that ever got fucked up and forgot where they left their car, the first thing they say is, oh, my car was stolen. So I understand the mentality behind it. I get that, you know, but then what happens? They sober up and they go, oh, I parked a couple of uh, lots over. There it is. And they, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's the difference. But to be like, oh, the laptop I got all fucked up, with, you know, with and left in a place that was stolen. Well, was it? Because kind of you put it there. I mean, I don't know. That's really stretching out the definition of the word stolen. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's really. I don't know if that's stolen per se. I just wouldn't uh, necessarily describe it that way. So um, that's Hunter Biden in front of the, the thing. So after he does this. The House Republicans respond. So everybody, the press corps, runs into the Capitol and they go uh, over to the Republicans and they have a little um, press conference, you know, in the uh, in the hallway, as they tend to do. So when they feel like they got a hot story, they just go, let's just let's go run and grab some fucking hallway here and, and do this press conference. It's not at a podium. It's not at anything. It's literally just, you know, completely... Um, it's in the hallway. It's a rush job just to get the story out there. I want to play it for you because it's Comer and it's Jordan who are primarily doing all the talking in this scenario. And one of the reporters starts to take issue with what Comer is saying and starts to challenge him on the checks that we talked about and all this kind of jazz. Okay, that's not the part that I want to talk about. When you look at the video, uh, which I'm going to play the clip from, but if you go and you look at the video, who is in the little black corner, uh, in the little corner in a black uh, blazer, but our everybody's favorite, yours and mine, Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? So there's Marjorie Taylor Greene, the, the other crazies. And they're all doing their spiel and they're doing their thing and they're talking and they're slinging it back and forth. Reporters are going crazy. I don't know who the one reporter was who was given given a lot of trouble to Comer, which I'm okay with. I have, I have no issue with any of that. But the hilarious part is towards the end, and I'll pick this up like with a minute or so left. Um, so you can hear some of the back and forth arguing. But towards the end, Marjorie Telegram starts feverishly like shaking her head and then starts speaking up and saying all the crazy things and everybody like come on we gotta go <laughs> press conference over don't listen to the fucking crazy one we only need her for her fucking vote don't want her talking i don't even know who invited her she snuck in behind the old lady it's fucking craziness it's absolute craziness but that marjorie taylor green is batshit nuts because listen there is stuff to be critical of hunter biden for there is things to suspect him of you know there are things that are like oh maybe it could be true maybe not or okay they have evidence or maybe they don't or there's an area there and then there's batshit fucking crazy over here and that's where marjorie taylor green lives and resides let's take a listen here 
the so, same bank account. Look, we have a lot of questions. Next question. I'll let you. There's a process you have to follow. You have to follow the report. So we will begin looking at that. Um, both uh, lawyers for the oversight committee, lawyers for the district committee, will move in that direction. So they're asking about contempt. Jim Jordan is answering. And then you'll see, it, like, I'll let it play. Congress asked you to come. Marjorie Taylor Greene will come in. Come and testify. Last thing, we also found checks from one of Hunter Biden's shell companies that were going into a, an account for Joe Biden. But they said that was a loan repayment. Oh, yeah, everything's a loan repayment. Well, the Hunter Biden will have an opportunity in position. But, Chairman, that is memorialized in emails that we that you guys leaked from Hunter Biden's laptop. Thank you. I would like to ask Hunter Biden about the violations, sex trafficking women across the state. Thank you all very much. Thank you. That would have been a good question. You don't seem to care about that. She starts going on about sex trafficking women and this and that. And Jim's like, okay, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Let's, this is all, we did our part here. This is not, let's not, let's don't, don't, don't. Like the cousin they put at the kid table when they're still 26. You're just like, let's, let's put, uh, let's put little Johnny over there till he figures it out. Yeah, he's going to sit at the kid table till he starts paying his own health insurance, you know? Uh, that's kind of how they treat Marjorie Taylor Greene. And even Comer shot her a look. Like, will you just shut the fuck up? Like, why are you even... I didn't even see... Nobody invited you. You know, I didn't even see you come up here. Yeah, I know we talked to you because we need your vote and shit. But, like, other than that, don't... Shut, shut, shut the fuck up. Don't talk... Don't talk in front of people in public. You lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> Fucking can't have you. In the, that's why we even put the old lady in front of you. I don't even know who the old lady is in this clip, but... um clip is going up in the live chat right now if you guys want to watch like the end of it it's like like 30 seconds left she starts she starts yammering from literally like you know how press conferences are there's like two or three people in the front and then everybody kind of like gathers in behind them and shit like that and there she is from the back like uh yeah and all the, the sex trafficking and shit it's like oh fuck rudy julian shut the fuck up like we don't need you you know, we don't need you in here chiming in and making us look great. Like, we're already stretching the truth here to get some of these fucking things out there. We don't need your bullshit coming in and ruining it and making us seem silly even more so. So that was the craziness today. Now, if you want to say that there's no reason to have a impeachment against Joe Biden because Hunter Biden wouldn't ask questions, I get what you're saying. It's a valid point. But the thing is, is this isn't this is an impeachment inquiry, right? This is like the first very early step. And it gives the the House some powers, subpoena powers mostly, to come in and ask the questions that they need to ask. You know, now the thing is, Hunter Biden could go in there and plead the fifth. He can take the he can. He can avail himself and do the Fifth Amendment. A lot of people will say that looks guilty, but also not answering questions at all looks guilty, you know. So Hunter can there's other ways around this, but I think they're trying to avoid that as much as possible because it's not a, it's really not a good look uh, for people. But it's a, it's a way to go through it. it. It's a way to, you know, avoid answering questions if that's what you really need to do. So. Uh, but the fact that he didn't show up today, I didn't think it was a strong move from Hunter Biden. And I think he's being made. Look, they're, they're, whether you believe the Republicans or not, you blame the MAGA this or that or not, He, they're trying to hold somebody accountable here. And I don't think that anybody in this mishmash of bullshit that we call government should be excluded from that. 
You know, they certainly didn't exclude Donald Trump. Not that it has to be a fair thing. They they put that guy through the ringer, and rightfully so. Again, there was enough smoke there in a lot of instances, and sometimes there was blatant flames enough to to pull him in and question him and have him go through everything that he's going through now. That doesn't excuse Hunter Biden, especially if Congress feels the need to put some resources to it and ask some questions. I think it's fine, you know, if they want to do that. And I think everybody really should be rooting for that. Everybody really should be rooting for this son of a bitch to go in front of people and answer questions, whether that's privately or publicly. I'm okay with privately first because that always leads to publicly again anyway. That's Hunter Biden. That's the biggest story of the day. That was the one. I mean, everybody is, you know, again, we kind of look at a lot of things and we determine what our lead story is going to be, especially what our top three stories are. And if you notice on this episode, we only put one story out on the cover and that's this. It's a pretty big deal. Again, even though it's just an impeachment inquiry, um, not even an impeachment yet, which some people will say and impeachments aren't even that big of a deal because you get impeached and who gives a shit? As long as you don't get removed by the Senate, doesn't really matter too much, right? Clinton was impeached. Nobody gave a shit. They impeached Trump twice. Didn't really matter too much, right? Other than it gets marked down that he was impeached. You mean you, when you got impeached, it would be like, you'll never get elected again. That doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So how much does it really matter? Um, so an impeachment inquiry is even less so, right? Uh, but still, the fact that this is all kind of even happening is a big deal in today's perspective. Will that matter so much a year from now, two years from now, a week from now? I don't know. Probably not. But today, it was the biggest story out there, what everybody was talking about, what everybody was clicking on, what everybody was reading about this by far trending on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. It was the story for today. So uh, we're happy we can talk about it a little bit and bring some light to it in case anybody has any questions. But it was a lot of bullshit being slung around both directions. Um, Harvard president, Claudine Gay, who's really become one of my new favorite people. She blew, she botched the question about <laughs> genocides, right? During that public hearing, I mean, just was given several opportunities to say the right thing and didn't. And then this plagiarism thing, which seems fairly obvious that that happened and that that's, you know, being taken care of to today. Fast forward to today where she's at the menorah lighting because she's like, hey, you know, uh, I, I like Jewish people now. You know, I mean, look, I'm not saying she never did not like Jewish people. Uh, but again, if you can't answer the question of, is it cool to say, you know, Jewish, uh, Jewish genocide's all right on campus. And she goes, yeah, it's cool. If you can't handle that. I don't know if a week later you can go and be like, Hey, let's light a menorah candle together. Everybody. Let's just all sing Kumbaya under the, um, the menorah candle here and make it all happen. Like, I wonder what she had to finagle to get this done. Because if you go in and you read some of the articles from today, it's kind of hilarious. It says some Jewish students. It's one of the little idiosyncrasies in media that I love so much. You know, people are saying, you know, this or that. It's this new thing that we just don't really need to put real numbers behind anything because usually it's hundreds of people, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, 
dozens of people. Whatever it is, there is some sort of an identifying number to tell you how many people exactly showed up. But if you look at the articles on this little piece, it's some Jewish students <laughs> attended the menorah lighting and, uh, you know, uh, helped the president light the menorah. I don't know. You know, I, some Jewish students, you know, again, as we've learned of anything, we can find we can find people who are into anything. So even though the president wouldn't uh, down, w- wouldn't rise against Jewish genocide a week before, she was still able to find some Jewish students to go and light the menorah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if she just found some students. Like, it was just kind of a... I, I'm not here to sling conspiracy theories, but I think some of the motherfuckers are paid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm using old school as a backup to this because that's what they did in the movie Old School. They just they found some people and, and paid them off to, to do what the school needed to be done. Um, and I think that's what uh, Claudine Gay did here too, because I don't know if somebody slang that much hate against Italian people. If I'd be in there the next day, fucking making a uh, fresh mozzarella with them, I just don't fucking. I would turn down that invitation. Um, that in its own right felt a little on the racist, uh, stereotypical side, but I don't know what else Italians really do uh, as a communal activity other than make fresh mozzarella. Slice prosciutto legs. I, I I don't know. Whatever whatever it is, if Claudine Gay was like, yeah, we can genocide the Italians. I wouldn't be in there the next day breaking lard bread with her, fucking yucking it up with some laughter. You know what I'm saying? I just I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. So there's Claudine Gay. She's just on the let me let me make that boo boo. Let me make that ouchy ouch go away as quickly as I possibly can. Uh, third story of the day, Southwest Airlines being praised on social media for their plus size passenger policy. A couple of tubbies took to TikTok. That was a lot of alliteration there. And they were praising Southwest Airlines for giving them an extra seat because it is policy these days on Southwest Airlines flights that if you are large and encroach upon another seat, you can just get that seat for free which is pretty amazing to me for several reasons. One, I think this is total bullshit. I think it's bullshit because it's kind of a weird time right now, December, you know, early December, where there's not maybe a lot of flights going on. People aren't really quite there yet of the holiday travel, but like in a week from now, when every seat is like quadruple the amount it normally is, if they get a heavy person on there, they're going to be like, no, I don't think so fat ass. You got to fucking, you pay for them fucking seat. Like it's easy when the plane is half empty to be like, yeah, sure, take the extra seat. When it's fucking Thanksgiving or Christmas or July 4th or whatever it is, I don't think, uh, I don't think Tubby's going to be getting the extra benefit of the doubt on the extra seat there. Now, South of the Airlines actually says that you can buy two seats and then go, well, this is what they say. If you have a seat, you go to the gate and you tell them, look at how heavy I am. I can't fit in one seat. And they'll give you an extra seat. Okay. Uh, but you got to be thinking to yourself, well, what if I buy a sold out flight? Because I don't know about you, but the last like two times I traveled with my family, the plane was freaking packed. Okay. So if that's not possible, they tell you, 
Well, you could buy two seats and then call up customer service and get a refund, which is kind of amazing because, again, the last time I tried to buy an airplane seat online, I had to give a name like for each person. And I guess you could give like your name twice. But I feel like there's something in the computer that would be like, uh-uh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, because they ask you like your like when I did it for me and my family, I had to give name, I had to give ages for the kids, I had to give like all this fucking information, you know. Now you're telling me I could just call up and ask for a fucking, uh, fucking refund. I don't know. I don't know. And we we pretend like flights, like airplanes, don't overbook, and then ask people to leave and pay them to give them money to leave just so they can make enough on a flight. Now all of a sudden we're just going to let people have free, free planes. I'm not buying it. I'm happy though, that people, you know, overweight people are getting the, uh, getting the benefit of the doubt here. That's nice. Cause they say there's like huge anxiety when, when traveling, uh, which is, just, you know, I, everybody has anxiety when they're traveling. I, 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 you know, I have anxiety when I travel. You, if you could calm that for somebody, that's a nice thing to do, I guess. But again, let's not forget, this is the airline that just 10, 12 years ago made fucking Kevin Smith get off the plane because he was too fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not, uh, we don't forget these things, you know? Kevin's, and that, that was Kevin Smith. Like, Kevin Smith gave them the, you know, I'm super famous, right? And I could, I'm going to talk about this. It's going to be huge news. And they were like, who cares, fatso? Get off the fucking plane. Uh, now, all of a sudden, they're they're welcoming these people with open arms. Okay. You know, all right. First of all, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I don't even regular sized weighted people can't even fit in these fucking planes anymore. Their house. Have you been on a, a a flight lately with an air airline plane seat? It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know who's. I think the elves up at uh, Santa's workshop are making these things into their specifications because they're fucking tiny. These seats are tiny. Nor whatever you would consider a normal sized average American, you know, a thin, healthy American will sit in that seat and go, Jesus, what the fuck? Like, there's no fucking room here. There's no room here whatsoever. You know? What I think, okay, here we go. See, this is a good point from Bird. I'm extra tiny. Put tiny seats in the plane to make room for larger people. This is what I think. I think you get the tiny people. And they get to rent out part of their seat to the to the heavy people. That's what you got to do. That's the move. Because why shouldn't birds see a little extra from this? Be like, wait a second. You're taking 20% of my seat, Tubster. Uh, why don't you kick a couple bucks over my way and help cover the cost here for me? That's what you got to do. I have two small kids. I'd like to put them next to some, <laughs> some overweight, untrustworthy people and get a little uh, money back on my plane fare. You know, I'd be like, my six-year-old takes up half a seat. You can get, put her next to Hightower over there. Put her next to the big tall guy who weighs 400 pounds. Yeah, see the offensive lineman? Put her next to him and uh, give me half the money back on this flight. That's the move. You know what I'm saying? Here's Paul with the greatest name ever, Lap B&B. There you go. Lap B&B. Now we're renting out airline. Now, what are we doing? We're stimulating the economy, my friends. We're making the world go around. We're moving that cash flow. We're moving that money. Why shouldn't anybody see the benefits of that seat? You know what I'm saying? Why shouldn't you? 
It's all part of it. You know, it's all part of it. Move that money around Southwest Airlines. I like that you're making people feel better, but I've never forgot what you did to Kevin Smith, and I never will. Um, the onslaught of people telling me about Tommy Chicken Cutlets over there at the Giants is unbelievable. What upsets me the most about this is the Giants are just having an absolute pitiful, awful year, but everybody's like, oh, look at the Italian guy, you know, and everybody's all excited about it. For those of you who don't know, the Giants organization, uh, in an effort to be just as shitty as the Jets organization, we lost uh, Daniel Jones, our starting quarterback. Then uh, Tyrod Taylor, our backup quarterback, he got hurt. So they went uh, to the third string quarterback, who lo and behold is a young Italian gentleman named Tommy DeVito, who grew up just a few miles away from Giant Stadium in New Jersey, who coincidentally, as a young adult man, still lives at home with his mom and dad. Way to go ahead and break that Italian stereotype, Tommy DeVito. Thanks for that. When asked, not only does, here's the beautiful part about this. This is a beautiful part about Italians. Not only does he live at home with his mom and dad, but he's not even embarrassed by it. He is, in fact, proud of it. He's like, well, my mom does my laundry and she makes the best chicken cutlets. So, of course, I live at home with my parents. It's like you're a professional athlete. I don't know what the league minimum is for the NFL, but I'm assuming it's probably around three, four hundred grand a year. You're doing very well. Get a fucking apartment and be a human being. Don't be all like, no, I'm proud to be, you know. So then Tommy DeVito's fucking cousins start going to the game. Next thing you know, his dad's running, uh, you know, the grill out. He's doing the parking lot cooking. He's making sausage and peppers out in the parking lot. Then they're sticking cameras in their faces. Everybody loves it. Joey and, and Timmy and, and, and Justin and, you know, Tony, you know, they're all out there fucking making the thing. This past week, it was great. His agent, who looks like he literally came out of the Bada Bing, is fucking on the phone calling somebody, which I did really enjoy all the memes because a lot of people put the agent next to Paulie Walnuts, you know, calling him from the uh, the episode where him and Christopher got lost in the forest there. I did appreciate those memes. Those are good memes. Uh, so then we went to that whole thing. Then the guy who actually wound up winning a game miraculously and got named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, which is just fucking ridiculous. I mean, just utterly ridiculous. Uh, but I'm proud of the guy. Good for him. But every, everybody, everybody I run into, everybody online is like, just see, they, you see Tommy Cutlets? Do you know Tommy Cutlets? Like, no. I don't know Tommy Cutlets, and yes, I've seen Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets is hard to avoid, but just because I'm another Italian Northeastern human being doesn't mean I have some kind of connection to Tommy Cutlets, okay? Uh, I tried to move out of my house as early as I could. I mean, I like my mom's chicken cutlets and all, and she was very nice to me, still is to this day, but at some point you look at yourself and you go, oh, I should be living alone. I should be moving out of this situation. I am no longer 14 years old. I should go get a life for myself. Not Tommy Cutlets. He's out there showing up at uh, fucking practice going, oh, I'm sorry I'm late, coach. My mom didn't have my laundry done. I, I mean, I, this is an NFL player here. I just, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Paul. 
don't use all know each other. Yeah, we listen. We do all go to the meetings, right? We're all at the meetings. Uh, I, I, you know, we don't all talk to each other. It's a big, those are big meetings. Those are large, really in-depth meetings. And we don't get to necessarily pal around and, and talk to one another, you know? It was like when I first got into radio, everybody was like, you know Howard Stern? It's like, do you, do you know how you know Howard Stern? You know I miss? Did you get it? Did you see I miss? It's like, no, I didn't. I didn't. There's more than one radio state. We don't all work at the same fucking, you know who Dan Patrick is? It's like, have you seen, you see Dan Patrick at radio events? Believe it or not, I don't go to radio. I, I despise the industry and try and avoid it at all costs. It's not like we've fucking run into each other at the radio cafeteria and, and talk about radio things, you know? Uh, so the same, the same rules apply for Tommy Cutlets. And although, like, I don't want to take the guy down. I'm happy that he's doing what he's doing. But this little high that he's on right now, this little climb up the mountain, like everybody else, like Hunter and Brittany and everybody else, is going to start eventually coming down. We're going to get to Cousin Paulie, who hasn't paid his taxes in a long time, right? Who drives a really expensive car, yet mm -mm, doesn't have a job, per se, Okay, so it's all going to come crashing down eventually, especially in an Italian family. Italian families should know, oh, was that a camera in a spotlight? Let me get the fuck out of here because I know what my cousin Jackie has done for the last 10 years, and I don't want anybody talking about it. All right. I don't want anybody bringing it up or being like, uh, you know, do you know this person? You know, all that kind of shit. I have, when I tell you, believe me when I tell you, I have 45 cousins. Have you ever seen or heard of any of them? No. There's a reason why. Okay? There's a reason why. Some of them are not all paid up on their taxes. And I'm certain of it. And I'm looking at you, Anthony, other Anthony, and uh, Justin, and Ramona. And Annette. See, I can't start because then it's gonna all it's gonna spiral. And then the next thing you know, uh, I'm the I'm the big mouth guy. I'm I'm the one. Do you know when I first got into radio, they go, everything you say gets recorded. I couldn't come to the first two Christmases after I joined the business because they didn't like the microphones being around. They wouldn't come to my house. They go, You got a studio in here? Oh, take the, unplug the microphone. I go, Joey, it's not that we unplug the fucking microphone if you want me to stay here a moment longer, because you never know what anybody's gonna say. When they get a couple of wines in them, a couple of wine spritzers, you know? So, yeah, I'm thrilled with Tommy DeVito. I'm, I'm happy. I don't know him. Uh, I'm embarrassed that he still lives at home. He's proud of it. Okay. And then everybody's doing this thing now. And now I get everywhere I go, you say, you know, Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. The last time I was this embarrassed by uh, my own culture was uh, when Olive Garden opened up. When they started going national, that's when I knew I was in trouble. Um, just a quick check on Taylor Swift and whether or not she got engaged. Because I know that was a big, hot story that we were following. It is her birthday. Taylor Swift's out there making it happen. We talked about this on Monday. Let's see. We got some paparazzi shots of her showing up in New York on her birthday. She's wearing a black dress with a silver moon on it. That's an interesting, interesting fashion choice. Mm. 
Everybody says she's stunning. She's going into the club. I don't see a ring on the finger. I don't see any rings. It's early yet, though. This is not... I don't I don't know if you propose before 10 o'clock in the evening or not. Not 100% sure, but we'll keep our eye on it. We'll keep our eye on the whole teller, teller uh, situation and whether or not she gets engaged. All right, that's it for your old pal, Ant. Uh, appreciate the one-on-one show. Always love it. Uh, always nice to be with you guys and just talk, you know, just us, just the crew. Don't forget that our merch is 20% off for the holiday season. We were doing a Cyber Monday thing, and then we decided, let's just keep it going. Let's just, let's just, let's just keep the train moving. Promo code old men. Uh, link in the description below for our merch. If you want to grab some of that merch at 20% off, use the promo code old men at checkout. It's up on the merch site as soon as you get there, so you don't even have to remember it. Other than if, you know, you know, it's JSEP's preference in the bedroom. Uh, old men save 20% on everything in the merch store. Uh, shirts, cups, uh, stickers, hat, whatever we got in there. Uh, it's all 20% off with the promo code old men. Don't forget Aaron's book Oval is in stores now. And by in stores, I mean on Amazon. Because nobody really goes to a bookstore anymore. So go grab that if you're looking for a uh, a book to read over the holiday break, or if you've got a book lover in your family, uh, grab that book. Link in the description below. Thank you to everybody who was here: Paulie, Robin, Miss Justice, uh, Glenn, TD, Eddie, Mercury, Bird. Everybody, I can't name everybody. I'd keep going, but the music is about to end. So that's it for us. Thanks, everybody. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead.